deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, the Outdoor Success Guy, back with another podcast. So excited that you are joining us, whether you are streaming this online or downloading it on your personal uh, mobile device or uh, streaming it on YouTube or however you are listening. Thank you guys so much for doing so. You guys mean the world to me as listeners. Um, just each and every one of you, thank you so much for telling a friend about the show, for subscribing to the show, as well as t- for um, for just spreading the Texas Outdoor Nation world about the Best of the Outdoors podcast, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I, it is an honor for me to sit in front of this computer and talk into this microphone every couple of weeks. Um, I just enjoy this show so much, guys. This is cathartic or therapeutic for me. To be able to deliver this, uh, I always love to create content. I believe that we are, you know, inspired by God to create, to be creators uh, of things. And uh, this podcast is one of those creations that is my gift to you. And I hope you get a lot out of it, a lot of value out of it. Uh, and what we do to, together in the Texas Outdoor Nation, Texas and beyond. I know a lot of you guys listen outside of Texas, the Philippines, uh, UK, London, England, um, all over the world uh is this show gets listened to so i mean i just thank you guys so much for for uh watching reading and listening even though a vast majority of our listeners are in texas thank you for listening outside of the states and um I just just thank you guys so much for tuning in so i'm really excited about today's sponsor i'm really excited about a new announcement that i have to make and then i'm excited about the topic because we are rolling solo with your buddy dustin here uh on this show and it is late at night when i'm recording this so if i sound a little loopy i do my best thinking at night believe it or not so uh if i've sound a little bit crazy it's not because i've been drinking or anything like that um it's because i'm just tired and uh, you guys can can listen to my SHOT Show podcast and know that, you know, when I get a little loopy, I, I get uh, a little winded when it comes to uh, some of the thoughts that I have going on in my head. But I usually do my best kind of thinking at, late at night, so this is why I wanted to record this podcast then. Um, wanted to give a shout out to a couple of sponsors for this podcast, Timney Triggers and uh, AccuSharp. And uh, I also am going to talk about Hill Country Bowhunters and LSBA, Lone Star Bowhunters Association, two uh, organizations that I do a lot of work with uh, in the outdoors um, and uh, work on their websites and and, uh, do some of their promotions and those kind of things. And they're both great nonprofit groups as well. So uh, before we get too far in this, today's episode is going to be covering exactly what it's titled, uh, Axis and Audad, two of the most famous Texas exotics, and how to bow hunt for them with a crossbow or a compound bow. Uh, a lot of you guys I know bow hunt that listen to this show or that shoot competitive 3D archery. Some of you guys are new. If you've not done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It is free. It comes out every two weeks. Uh, I have a show on fishing and hunting. The last two shows I did were fishing shows. But um, And then I've got Houston Fishing Show coverage and stuff that I'm planning on doing. That's before this podcast aired uh, that, I'm, that I'm recording this, uh, that I'm going to do the Houston Fishing Show. So I don't know what's going to be on, the, on tap for that. But uh, a lot of great opportunities. And so just subscribe to the show. You get a new show every couple of weeks. We talk about freshwater, saltwater. We talk about hunting. We talk about um, you know just general outdoor stuff. I do product reviews. I do all kinds of different stuff on here. And I just have a great time, man. This is just therapeutic for me, cathartic for me to do this show and just kind of express this 
this, um, you know, uh, uh, outdoor lifestyle. I mean, what we all enjoy about the outdoors, the essence of what makes us outdoorsmen and what makes us go and, and catch things and shoot things and, and, uh, and hunt for things. And I mean, this is the thing that, that really makes us, uh, to hunt is human, you know, in a way. And so I wanted to definitely, um, just thank you for sharing that with me. That means the world to me. Dustin Vaughn Warnke here has been appointed uh, the associate publisher for Texas Fishing Game. So your host here is very, very excited about that. Uh, it won't change my role in this podcast at all. I'm still going to be delivering this content. It's just kind of a culmination of all the different things I do for the magazine. And that uh, for Texas Fishing Game, if you've not subscribed already to our magazine, it's fantastic. It's uh, got a digital edition at fishgame.com. We've got our blog at fishgame.com you can check out. And then we also have three newsletters, which I talk about traditionally at the end of every show we have the tactical and practical tuesday the wildlife wednesday and the thursday texas state of the outdoor nation those are all three available uh all week long uh tuesday through thursday and then we have special email blasts that we do as well and those email blasts basically go out to um, our whole list of about 60,000 people, same list as a newsletter, and they're just different product offers and things like that that people buy sponsorships for, and that's kind of what pays the bills around here. Same deal what pays the bills for the magazine, so uh, is advertising. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into uh, that, and I'll talk about our sponsors here real quick. But before I do that, I just wanted to tell you guys, I really appreciate you guys listening. Being an associate publisher is just kind of a culmination to all that I do for the, um, you know, I sell advertising. I also write the hotspots. Uh, I, I edit reports from all the different fishing guides that send me hotspot reports in for most of the freshwater lakes in Texas or most of the ones that we report on in Texas. I do most of those uh, reports. You can see my name in the magazine there. I write a few features every year. Uh, I've got one coming out here pretty soon in April about uh, bow fishing for buffalo. So any of you bow hunters that are listening to this, um, That'll be a good one to, to check out, and I'll do a special video for the April issue uh, about gearing up for bow fishing, and uh, then uh, probably a podcast coming up here pretty soon about bow fishing as well. So I haven't done bow fishing podcasts in a while, so it's been a while since I talked to my buddy Marty McIntyre. Anyway, before we get too far off into the weeds with this project here, we're going to talk about a couple of sponsors. Uh, AccuSharp, our first one up today, and that's going to be a question of when was the last time you sharpened your knife? Sharpening your blade with an AccuSharp is actually very easy. The AccuSharp is a double beveled knife sharpener pre-angled to your blade. All you need to do is run your AccuSharp through your blade to get it back to sharp. That's it. AccuSharp products can be found at any Academy Sports and Outdoors or search your location near you at AccuSharp.com. That's AccuSharp.com. Now, guys, I have sharpened a lot of knives with a lot of different products. AccuSharp was the first sharpener I ever used, okay? And I didn't start hunting and fishing and doing all this stuff kind of professionally until I was in my mid to late 20s. And then in media, I'm almost 40 now, so I've been doing this for a while. Um, but my dad in the early 2000s gave me my first AccuSharp sharpener, and it's still they still sell the same one today. It's blue and white. Uh, it's got a white body and a blue handle, and it's the AccuSharp Filet Knife Sharpener. Um, they also make a broadhead sharpener for you bow hunters that are listening. They make a uh, Blaze Wardens sharpener so you don't lose it in the woods. They make knives. 
They make um, uh, diamond paddle sharpeners. They make kitchen sharpeners. I mean, they make all kinds of different stuff. The cool thing that they're coming out with here now is the AccuSharp game processing kit. This is a little uh, case that comes in. It's got uh, a, a saw. It's got uh, three different types of knives. It's got a place you can put your zip ties. It's got a, a kind of a rib spreader. It's got a you know a, an AccuSharp sharpener so you can sharpen your knives. Um, you know, it's just, it's got a really great little feel to it. I've seen one of these in person and they're going to start selling these in stores here pretty soon if they haven't already. Uh, they're supposed to come out this month from what I understood. And, uh, they're really, really cool. It's a cool little kit, uh, game processing kit. I know there are a lot of manufacturers that make game processing kits out there, but this one really caught my eye. They've really thought this thing through and the design and the manufacturer and, uh, how everything's laid out in it and everything like that. So you definitely check that out, aggiesharp.com or visit your local account. Academy Sports and Outdoors. They also have uh, these compact pull-through sharpeners and then the Sharp and Easy Blaze Orange and Sharp and Easy Blaze Orange two-step sharpeners that they've got. They basically have a carbide uh, side and then a uh, uh, ceramic side. So you basically can do the uh, the rough edge, um, you know, sharpening of your knife and then the finer uh, finishing edge on your knife with the ceramic. So you have some really high quality products there. Uh, I can't say enough about these guys. Got knives, got uh, sharpeners, got all kinds of different outdoor products for you to uh, to enjoy the outdoors. No matter if you bow hunt or if you um, you know gun hunt, everybody needs knives in the outdoors, man. So AccuSharp.com. That's A C C U S H A R P.com. Check them out or Google them at uh, search engine near you. AggieSharp.com has got some great stuff for the outdoors. Must have for your outdoor adventure. Just click the link I put in the show notes as well. You can do that. Other sponsor for this episode is Timney Triggers. I'm doing a special bonus podcast uh, sponsorship for them because they're such an awesome company. They're running a little schedule with us right now and they had a, a hunt giveaway that we did in the last show and uh, the last show that they sponsored. And then um, I just wanted to give a shout out this show to, uh, to check out Timney Triggers, Timney USA. Um, got some great, great, great triggers. I just told the story on the last podcast that was a hunting related podcast where I talked about them last was um, my 270 Mauser, uh, 270 Winchester uh, Mauser uh, uh, rifle and uh, got a new Timney Trigger. That thing shoots like a jewel now, man. It is a tack driver at uh, 100 yards and beyond uh, with that new Timney Trigger. Made all the difference in the world from turning that rifle into a good hunting rifle into a great hunting rifle. So check out TimneyTriggers.com. That's TimneyTriggers.com. If you are looking and thinking about doing a trigger job on your gun, check out a replacement trigger. I mean, these things are really relatively inexpensive. If you look at how much it costs to take a gunsmith, take to a gunsmith and have them to do a trigger job, um, you know, it's just easier a lot of times to do it by yourself and it's not that hard. I mean, if a guy like me can do it and I'm not a gunsmith, uh, you can, these, these are just drop in triggers for your AR-15, your Mosin Nagant, your Mossberg, your Mauser, uh, your Winchester, your Remington, your any of these. Okay. Um, they just have a fantastic, uh, feel to them the way that they're built the way that the quality control the way they're machined i mean it's just some great stuff so check out timney triggers uh timneytriggers.com and you can also check our website out and uh, our facebook page for some timney trigger posts that we're going to be doing the texas fishing game Fis uh, magazine facebook page and elsewhere um, we're going to be doing some different coverage for timney triggers and hopefully work with them for a long time so i wanted to give them another shout out on this podcast even though it's a bow hunting podcast um i did two, two 
two um two hunting sponsors on the last fishing show so i figured i'd do i'd do some uh some gun stuff on a bow hunting podcast but anyway long story short there you go so timmy triggers and our friends at um at AccuSharp. All right. The other thing I wanted to mention, as I always try to mention on this podcast, is some things that might be of interest to you in the outdoors. And that one of those things is the uh, is the awesome thing that's coming up with the Hill Country Bow Hunters. It's a HCB Fun Shoot Weekend, which is the weekend of March 23rd and 24th. That's coming up shortly after this podcast airs. Walk-in registration, walk-up registration, I should say, is 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, hillcountrybowhunters.com that's hillcountrybowhunters.com you can find them on facebook as well i'm an officer of that organization and uh, the fun shoot is just a great time we meant to have the fun shoot in september uh, like we normally do traditionally but it got rained out this last year because all the rain that we got in the in the uh, late summer so um, basically the fun shoot is uh, going to be a 3d tournament it's going to have concessions used equipment garage sale auction all that stuff uh, barbecue plate lunch um, just silent auction it's going to be a lot of fun archery games all kinds of stuff so uh, if you've never been to one of these they're in central texas and seward junction just north of where this podcast broadcast and um they're in Liberty Hill, technically, but Sewer Junction's the junction between uh, 183 and 29. It's just, just north, like I said, of where I live and broadcast this show. And uh, I just love these guys, man. A lot of the money, or most of the proceeds, actually all the proceeds from this annual fund shoot are used to support youth, uh, the youth hunt program that HCB does. Uh, the youth members all volunteer during the season, the 3D season, the off season of both season is when this happens. Um, all season long to earn an amazing hunting trip at the end of the year. Ask how your kids can get involved at hillcountrybowhunters.com. That's hillcountrybowhunters.com. If you have any questions about this particular event, email hillcountrybowhunters at yahoo.com. That's hillcountrybowhunters at yahoo.com. And I'd love to see you out there. I plan to be there at the Fun Shoot weekend. Uh, like I say, it's the weekend of the 23rd and 24th of March, 2019. Um, it's, it's really relatively easy to find. You'll, you'll see signs that weekend, uh, guiding you off of 183 onto the County road, uh, 258 that this is on. It's a nice property. I've been part of the HCB. Jeez, I guess it's been since I got into bow hunting, which has been the middle two thousands. Um, so uh, I really got involved with them kind of the mid to late two thousands. I was their hunt pro youth hunt program director in, um, 2015 i think in 2014 as well i did it for two years and then i'm back as an officer doing their special events uh on their board again so that's kind of cool the other place i hold a board position is lone star bow hunters association they're another fine place to go check out i don't have any special events for them uh right off the top of my head besides their banquet that they're having but they are an awesome one to check out at lonestarbowhunter.com that's lonestarbowhunter.com uh, two archery organizations that are really worth your time to check out. Uh, both of them have memberships you can get if you live in Central Texas. You can come to the bow shoots that Lone Star Bow Hunters have. Um, and I'm sorry, the Hill Country Bow Hunters have. It's getting late here, sorry. And then Lone Star Bow Hunters have um, are thinking of bringing their banquet to Central Texas this year. I'm working on that right now. And they also have the Texas Lone Star Bow Hunters also has the Texas bow hunting and bow fishing records that you can check out for the state uh, records for uh, bow hunting and bow fishing. So anyway, two fine organizations there, HCB, Hill Country Bow Hunters, and Lone Star Bow Hunters Association. If you've not done so, check out the Hill Country Bow Hunters Fun Shoot because this is a blast. And actually, the way it's 
going to work just to go back to HCB real quick. Uh, 3D tournament is going to be on uh, Saturday of the, the 23rd of Saturday. It's Saturday, uh, March 23rd. Uh, 3D tournament concessions, used equipment, garage sale, auction preview. And then Sunday, the 24th, is going to be the 3D fun shoot, barbecue plate, lunch, garage sale, silent auction, raffle, and archery games. Really a family event. Bring your whole family. I mean, everybody has fun. They're, they've, they've done some covered uh, covered areas now, too, kind of pavilions, so you can hang out with your family in the shade, especially as it gets hotter in the summer months. Um, just a fantastic organization, both of these guys. If you've not joined the LSBA, if you're a bow hunter or hill country bow hunters, great, great time, especially if you live here in Central Texas, because I know you guys do. A lot of you guys do live in my area here in Central Texas, and this is just a great place. So, um, that all being said, let's jump into the contents of the show now that we've been talking forever <laughs> about sponsors and uh, events and stuff like that. But really, this podcast is more. I was going to have a guest on this show, and. The thing is that you may not know about your humble host, Dustin Von Warnke, is that my other, and I've talked about this in the show, so it's not like I've never talked about this before, but one of the things that I do on the, one of my side hustles, if you will, is I live sell exotics. I I buy, sell, and trade exotic hoof stock uh, for ranches, and one of the websites that I run run for uh, Double B Exotics is StockMyRanch.com or StockYourRanch.com. Both of them will get you to Double B Exotics. That's the other thing that I do aside from selling advertising and writing content and doing this podcast uh, among building websites and all the other bunch of things that I do in the outdoors. But basically, um, I kind of thought, well, I'm going to roll solo on this show. Don't really need a guest because I know a lot about Axis. I know a lot about Audad. I know a lot about bow hunting. Uh, I'm not a true, I'm not going to call myself an expert in any of this stuff, but I deal with it every day. All right. Um, and I deal with the outdoor subjects and stuff like that every day that I'm, that I'm working on. And I just love to have the opportunity to share that with you because the Axis and the Audat are two of the most prolific animals in the uh, Lone Star State when it comes to exotics. They reproduce like kittens and, uh, and rabbits or whatever you want to say there. Uh, they reproduce quickly. They thrive in our climate in Texas because uh, you've got the Audat that are originally from North Africa. There's more of them in Texas, just like in Axis. Uh, more of them in Texas than there are in India for Axis. There's more Audat in Texas than there are in uh, North Africa where they were brought over. And interesting um you know the way that they both came to texas the axis came in 1930s i believe it was in kerrville and i'm not sure exactly what ranch it was but i want to say it may have been the yo i'm not sure though so don't quote me on that but 1930s uh, the axis were introduced to a high fence ranch in uh in that neck of the woods in kerrville uh, from what I've read, and this is just from what I understand, and basically the fences couldn't hold them. They got out. They reproduced. They're all over Texas. There are thousands and thousands of Axis guys. I can tell you that because just the little dealings that I've done where I've just, you know, right now I'm working on a trailer load, a $14,000 trailer load of Axis deer. Uh, that's just one number that I deal with, and that's just one. That's, I think, 18 head of axis deer and uh that's just what we do basically in live sale is we basically get the axis from one ranch and then broker them to another ranch that wants them on their high fence and we typically catch them uh with double b exotics we catch them in the low fence uh a lot of times they've never even seen a fence is our joke with the axis deer they've never even seen a fence so uh we catch them uh in live traps you know corral traps and uh that are tarped and uh basically put them on a trailer and take them to a barn 
put them in the barn for a little while. They don't stay there, but for a couple of days. And then we usually find a, a, a home for them in a, in a high fence ranch somewhere in Texas. So that's basically the way buying, selling, and trading exotics is done. The thing is, it's all done on the underground. A lot of times it's all done on Facebook groups, believe it or not, because none of the ranches that want your hunting dollars want you to know where they got the animal from. So it's all kind of done in these secret Facebook groups that I'm a part of, uh, quite a few of them. Um, and uh, that's basically just the, the, the basics of how live sale works. Um, prolific, and when I say prolific, I just mean numerous and very, very adaptable creatures, these Axis and Audet are. Now, so are fallow deers. Fallow deers have shot up through the roof here the last few, uh, few years, I guess now, because there's fewer of them to go around. Axis are so plentiful. I mean, you can you can hunt for one of these guys. Uh, an Axis doe is about 400 bucks on the ranch that I work with, DB Hunting Ranch. Uh, I'm not saying you have to go hunt there i'm just saying that's how much they sell them for um an axis buck that's about 20 28 inches which is considered an axis deer uh an axis buck that's, that's a trophy uh or semi-trophy i guess a, a shooter if you will uh you know 26 28 inches or 28 to 30 inches no matter you know depending on what your mileage may vary um that basically is a is a deer that's a quality shooter you know 28 to 30 inches uh considered a trophy uh looking at about you know 1700 to 1900 dollars uh at the ranch that i work with but uh you can pay up to 2250 you know in a lot of ranches uh and, and even more 2500 dollars and whatnot if it's an all-inclusive includes you know lodging and meals and stuff like that i'm just talking about the basic hunt uh all dad basically you can shoot a u for uh 300 and 50 bucks most ranches maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less um and the ewes aren't worth much the the females is the ewes and then the rams you know typically 28 inches on up is basically a trophy one and i think they can grow up to like 34 inches um those are really hosses of of audad and their their horns come out and down you can obviously google what an audad looks like or an axis looks like if you need to i don't need to show you pictures but i've got some pictures if i need to show them on my show notes um but basically the audad and and, and uh it, it ram is going to run you around two thousand dollars or a little bit more to hunt a ram because they they're live sold for 30 inches or more we're talking 2500 to you know three thousand dollars pretty easily um so you can just tack on the extra what a ranch would buy it and then resell it to you as a hunt then you pretty much figure out your uh you know what your mileage would vary on that uh depending if you need lodging and food and all that other stuff with your uh, amenities now i i i'm gonna tell you guys this and this is just me talking be careful with who you book with, okay? Uh, I'm not saying the ranches I work for and the lifestyle stuff that I do is the best there ever was, but I am here to tell you that one of the things that I would like for you to consider is don't just Google hunting ranches in Texas and think that they're all reputable because there's one particular one, and I'm going to talk real briefly about this, one particular one I mentioned on this podcast before in past episodes I've done with uh, some of these guys look and ask lots of questions all right and look well for your ranch if you find one on facebook if you find one that's promoting a hunt on facebook a hunt specials which i advertise for db hunting ranch all the time that's cool all right that's that's cool but ask some good questions and i have an article in a podcast that you can go back and search for top 10 things to look for in your next outfitter or guide you can just type in type top 10 things outfitter or top 10 things guide at fishgame.com you'll come up with the podcast and the post that i wrote the long long blog post 
post uh, about the all 10 things. Um, and basically those are free. You can look those up and the podcast is about an hour long. It's me talking, jabbering on this, uh, podcast microphone, uh, like I was back then. That was from 2016. But anyway, the, the information that's in there is very, very good. Uh, Cindy Delana, one of the gals that works for us, uh, was looking at doing a guided hog hunt, uh, in Texas, uh, a while back. And uh, I told her to go look up that article. I sent her the link. I might even put the link in the show notes and I think about it, but send her the link, um, to go check that out. I'd like for you guys to do your homework. It's so, so vitally important. Ask good questions. All right. And the main reason why I say that is because there's a ranch and I'll just talk briefly about this. Like I said, I would, um, there's a ranch out of, um, I'm not going to even say where it is, but basically it's a ranch that exists uh, on Google. If you just type in Texas hog hunting in Google, you'll find this ranch real quick in the ads. And they basically make this whole sales pitch that you can come shoot all these hogs and bring all these people. And, you know, if you book five people, you can hunt for free and all this other stuff. And there's more than one ranch, but there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. And basically, they charge you by the pound on the hoof to butcher a, a, a hog. All right, and hogs get pretty heavy. Um, we're talking like two dollars a pound for live weight, not live weight, but dead weight, I guess is what I'm saying. Ho- on the hoof with the guts and everything in it per pound for you to, and you can't touch the hog, you can't field dress it yourself, you can't. Um, they weigh the hog and charge you based on the live weight or the dead weight. And um, that's just highway robbery because a man should be able to field dress his own animal. Even if it's a fully guided hunt, you shouldn't have to, to have, you know, unless it's included in the package, you shouldn't have to pay somebody to field dress and, uh, and, and, and quarter your animal. Uh, I've never believed in that. And I really want to make make it home that, you know, that those people scam people out of their money every day. And by the time the news gets around to it, they're on to the next customer that comes from out of Texas or elsewhere and thinks they got a good deal and they're they're really getting screwed. And I just I hate to see people get shafted like that out in the outdoor industry. It makes all of us that do this for media, it makes all of us that do this for hunting ranches and the marketing and the sales and all this stuff, it makes us all look shady. It's not a good deal at all. So I'm very, very passionate about that topic because I think everybody should leave a ranch hunting experience or hunting ranch experience with positive things to say, with a good memory, all right? Especially if you're there with your family, especially if you're there with your friends, all right? That's what the outdoors is all about is sharing those 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 different formidable experiences no matter how old or young you are is sharing those experiences and having that time with your friends and family in the outdoors that's what it's all about and when somebody comes and fleeces you and takes all your money because you're not paying attention and asking good questions that is where i draw the line guys so that's just what i'm saying here um i could I could get on this podcast and talk, you know, ad nauseum about this subject, but basically I'm just saying beware. Ask good questions. Read that article. Uh, listen to that podcast. Go back and it's 2016 that I recorded all that. Um, and just check it out and just see see what you uh, see what you want to do when it comes to booking with one of these ranches. But there are great ranches out there that I recommend. Uh, they're great outfitters and guides that I recommend that are just fantastic people that. Um, that if you have any questions, you can always call me directly or email me. I'm not hard to find. Dustinsprojects.com. That's Dustinsprojects.com. It's my website. You can pull me up and give me a call. Send me an email right directly to my email address or call me right directly on my phone. It's all on there. 
Um, and, uh, and I'll help you. I mean, I'll at least guide you in the right direction because I've seen a lot of people get screwed in this business and a lot of people fleece and take the money. Now, any business you're going to have in the outdoors or elsewhere is going to have shysters. It's going to have people that are going to screw you out of your money, but it's going to have plenty of outfitters and guides and people that are here to help you and here to make sure you have a pleasant hunting experience. And that's what you're always after. So I kind of walked into the basics of each animal. Uh, Barbary sheep, I uh, didn't cover this yet, but basically Barbary sheep or Audad came from after post-World War II is when they came over uh, and they were started also in Kerr County, Kerrville area and Llano counties. They were started under high fences as well, but they broke out of the fences and they roam wild, especially out in West Texas. It is wild and crazy out there. There are herds of Audad that I've heard about that are 100 to 120 to 150 large. They're very, very, very adaptable animals. They're very hardy animals. They love to uh, get up into the mountain ranges. That's why they do so well um, in, uh, in some of the rockier hill, hill country areas and that kind of stuff. They do well out in West Texas. They, they're free-ranging groups all over West Texas. I've got a guy that's looking to trap some because I've got orders to fill for Audad and the live sale business that I do. And... Um, and it's just crazy. And so, obviously, the larger the animal on axis or an Audad, the more horn that animal has, or antler in the case of the axis. We say in life sale, we say everything's a horn, but Chester's corrected me before that I, that I should not say uh, horn when it comes to an antlered species, such as the axis, which loses its horns. Uh, and basically, here's the other thing about axis that I haven't told you guys. Um, they, they lose their horns and gain their horns based on their birthday. So you have two different types of bucks. You've got bucks that are coming into season right now that are starting, that are growing, that are in velvet, just like a deer. They grow their antlers in velvet. Well, they are a deer, but just like any uh, other types of deer, they grow their velvet, they shed their velvet, and they have hard horn. So you have velvet and hard horn. Now, it's nothing to shoot a velvet. You can still get that mounted. That's not a big deal at all. Uh, you get a pretty shoulder mount, but you can preserve and freeze dry, and, and they have some, some preservation techniques for preserving that velvet. But uh, basically, it's uh, that's just kind of you know kind of the way that it works. Uh, you've got the opportunities with um, with an Audad and with an Axis. You've got uh, hard hunts, or it can be you know just depending on where they come from and what ranch they're off of. You've got kind of challenging hunts. If you really want to challenge, hunt an Axis at some place um, you know that's free range. And uh, the ranches that claim that they have, you know, the best free-ranging populations out of um, in, in the state, or really, really even in the world, one of those ranches is Joshua Creek Ranch, uh, which is a ranch I've done a lot of uh, clay shooting at, sporting clays. Uh, I've not actually done any hunting experiences there, but the guy Kevin Welburn uh, and I know each other real well, and he he claims that they have the best free-ranging population of axes, and he says it's a, it's a you know satisfying hunt. Uh, they've taken several of them off every year. They continue to mate like rabbits and kittens, and they just get more axes there every time. If you had any idea how many axes there were, they're like the feral hogs of the exotics, and Audad are kind of the same way. Uh, and I don't mean that bad because their meat is so good and so tasty, and that's the other thing about Audad meat is it's a lot more tasty than just regular generic sheep meat. Um, but in the exotic world, I mean, those two are probably the hardiest, most prolific animals that there are. 
Um, so basically, you know, a ranch like Joshua Creek has free ranging populations. You're going to pay a little bit more for a hunt like that. Cause you've got accommodations and all kinds of different things there that come as a package part of that hunt. Uh, the Joshua Creek ranch, you can look up real easily. Uh, if you go someplace like DB hunting ranch, you've got, you know, kind of basic accommodations, uh, and you've got a nice, um, you know, a nice hill country hunt. You know, it's not uh, the hardest hunt in the world. It's spot and stalk. Typically here's the thing to look for in an exotic hunt period is that it needs to be spot and stalk or a stand hunt okay make sure you're shooting the right animal you can hunt from a stand but you make sure you're shooting the right animal um and then uh or what i prefer for exotics and the ranches that i work with i work with some other outfitters as well is spot and stalk hunts for the guaranteed shot opportunity all right i've talked about this in this podcast before uh the spot and stalk hunts so basically finding the animal and stalking up on them getting a good pair of uh, monopod or a good pair of shooting sticks or a bipod or tripod uh, out there to rest your gun on standing and uh, or get down on your knees or get down on, on the ground and shoot prone um, but get a good steady rest and make a good shot all right so no it's, it's it sounds relatively simple but if you're hunting the the you know the the country out there um you know in really hilly regions and really uh, arid regions and you know just texas has such a wide variety of different regions uh that we that we call home here since our state is so big um you know if you really want a challenging hunt start hiking up those mountains start hiking up those hills and start finding uh finding your odd dad like that because that those are really really probably the most challenging hunt we have in texas of the exotics uh next to like the desert bighorn okay and that's a whole nother podcast right there but um that all being said you've got a lot of opportunities to um you know for to find free range outfitters or to find high fence outfitters all right high fence is of course a little bit easier a lot of cases not always um but uh high fence is always a better guarantee that you're going to bring something home and i don't even use the word guarantee that loosely i'm basically saying that um I, I'm just basically saying that it's it's something that you have an opportunity to to get one behind a high fence a little bit better than you would free range. Now it's not to say it's 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 just kind of like elk hunting I talk about. You can go to Colorado and spend seven days to twelve days out in the mountains going to you know find you an elk or you can spend a day doing it in texas and do it under a high fence all right to to you it may be more sporting to go out there and spend seven days i don't have seven days straight to go hunting with all you know the uh, the obligations that i have i prefer to go and get my animal and i'm not saying that it's cheating i'm not saying that high fences are are any less since since a lot of what i do is high fence everybody has their own opinion about that but basically i'm just saying you can get it done a little bit quicker with a high fence hunt uh because those animals are more confined but they're not the one thing i always watch out for is don't use the word can hunting uh unless they're tying it to a tree unless it's tame and eating it out of your hand it's not a can hunt okay high fence hunts all the exotics that i have hanging on my wall right now including the red stag i'm staring at right now the ram the goat uh the deer everything that i've killed under a high fence has been a challenge everything and um you know i don't I, I don't say that every hunt in a high fence is a challenge but every hunt for me has been and it's been rewarding it's been a rewarding challenge and it's been a worthwhile challenge but the two things to look for in any exotic hunt that you book free range or, or especially under high fence uh guaranteed shot opportunity and uh and spot and stock hunt those are the two things i would look for for sure all right, and um, you know you've got, like I said, trophy size on both of the the odd and the and the axis are going to be between um, you know about 28 inches to about 30 inches on up, 
And um, you're going to pay more for the bigger horns. You know, Blake Marshall I had on this show a while back. He's a great outfitter. King of Eights Outfitters. You can check his website out. Um, and then I've had him on. And he, he was talking. To, I don't know if he talked about this off camera or uh, not off camera. On on the podcast or kind of off cam- off the podcast uh, air with me. Uh, he talked about a guy wanting a 40 inch axis. Those things are like unicorns, dude. They're just, they're just not that well found because most of the time they're shot between, you know, 30 inches on up, uh, as trophies. And, uh, a lot of times they don't get that big. If they do, they've been fed really well and they, their genetics are really good. And it's just like I said, it's finding a needle in a haystack. It's, it's like hunting a unicorn. They're not really that common out there, but don't go to these outfitters and you know expect that you're gonna get a 35 inch axis and not pay five thousand dollars for it. All right, um, the bigger the horns, the more rare the species, uh, the more rare the uh, of those horns or their antlers in that species, and you're not gonna necessarily end up with uh, you know. But but choose something that's representative of that animal it doesn't always have to be the biggest or the best you know you know what i feel like about i've done this podcast now for going on four years uh i'm not all about the catching and killing all the time and killing the biggest and the baddest of everything um basically i'm about you know taking care of you know creating the memories outdoors and just having a great mount to remember your hunt by you know if you do a shoulder mount or european mount uh, if you freeze dry the velvet if you do hard horn whatever um, you know, most of the animals that I have around my office here are, are trophy quality. I mean, the stag's are not really a trophy, but it's, it's a nice stag. It's a four by three and it was a hard hunt. It took me four times going back to that ranch to get that stag. So my point is that, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, that expect to pay more for bigger. All right. Um, and let's just get into the, to the crux of everything, uh, addressing this with the BM bow hunt. Um, the situation exists there with the bow hunt that it's going to be a closer in range hunt. So you're going to be looking at 20 yards, 30 yards, maybe 40 yards, depending on whatever you're comfortable shooting. Um, and the, the axes and the audit are both very rare, wary animals. They're very, very, very on their toes. Uh, that's what makes them a challenge to hunt. And they're among the most challenging species to hunt because they, have such great senses and such a keen eye to figuring that out and the title of this show is audad and axis hunting the toughest of exotics with bow and crossbow bow and crossbow so you guys know if you've watched any of my videos or seen any of my you know listen to any of these podcasts i like a barnet crossbow uh the other one that i has been a, a close contender to that has been uh and this is just what i've shot for years guys barnett's just been my crossbow of choice for years and i'm not saying they're the only or the best or whatever there's excalibur they make a fine recurve crossbow fantastic um there there are a lot of places you can get excalibur um they they uh they also have um this new center point which is a new word it's a new word in the market uh they make an awesome budget crossbow uh for less than 300 dollars in some cases you can get a crossbow that is uh, more than adequate for anything that you shoot in texas and beyond um you've got uh raven which makes the highest end crossbows out there next to the excaliburs and some of the higher end ones price wise um you know the 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 size that they're making these things are so compact but so powerful i mean just lethal 
fast and and just crazy wicked fast and uh so anyway there's speaking of wicked there's wicked there's 10 point wicked ridge 10 point um there's there's so many great crossbows out there the nice thing about buying american brands is that you're probably not going to run into a lot of junk anymore it just doesn't exist like that anymore um basically the the main thing to watch out for is just a lot of this you know unbranded garbage that's out there and stuff that comes from overseas not all of it's bad but not all of it's good either uh, so just stick with your main brands especially for bows and compound bows uh crossbows and compound bows and you'll be in good shape i'm considering getting a bowtech here pretty soon my uh, martin uh, has been a fine compound bow i've killed a lot of deer and hogs with it and exotics and i've uh, also um you know shot a lot of 3d tournaments with it but it's just getting long on the tooth it's getting old it's a 2004 model and it's worked well for years but i'm just looking for something else i'm looking at buying a bowtech uh everybody has their favorite brands i know the guy i shoot 3d with scott washburn he loves his matthews all right uh my bow fishing guide uh marty mcintyre he loves his psc all right he's a pro staff shooter with psc on the bow fishing side um, you know, all these guys have got all kinds of different products. The nice thing about it is there's so many different good ones out there. And the nice thing is they compete fiercely with each other at ATA every year at the Archery Trade Association show. And they're constantly coming out with new innovative things that are good for us as archers. So the people that benefit from that are guys like me in the media and you as a consumer because and a listener because you get the best of all the worlds and all the competition and stuff from that emerges the best of the best of the best of the stuff. All right. Um, and then obviously y'all know, I mean, if you've listened to me before, I, I will say this again, but Grim Reaper is my broadhead of choice. I have shot Grim Reaper for nine years now. And I learned that from Jake Davis, who is with, um, another exotic outfit that I work with, uh, indirectly. And Jake's a good buddy. Uh, him and I talk every once in a while. And, uh, Jake taught me about Grim Reaper in 2009, I think when I first started shooting crossbows. And I was uh, hunting an area, and I was using other broadheads, and I was losing deer. I was just losing deer. And um, basically, uh, he got me into shooting an inch-and-a-half cut radius uh, out of a crossbow, uh, and then a two-inch cut radius, which I was kind of manufacturing my own cut radius back then, um, uh, my own uh, uh, expander cups and everything, and doing my own thing. And basically, I was getting an inch-and-three-quarter to a two-inch cut radius out of a crossbow head, and out of an older Barnett Wildcat C5 crossbow. And man, I started smoking them, man. I mean, just every time I'd shoot one, it would fall over dead. And I'd be able to find it and see where it dropped right away. And uh, after you, getting that kind of success with that kind of broadhead, now I know a lot of you guys like Rage and a lot of you guys like um, all the different muzzies and all those different ones. They're all great. I'm just telling you what works for me, all right? And it might work for you. Um, but uh, the, the, Grim Reaper, uh, if you never tried them, they're a great crossbow to try. Uh, not crossbow, broadhead, crossbow broadhead to try, or compound bro broadhead to try. I shoot the Whitetail Specials, which are two-inch cut radius, uh, three-blade mechanicals, and then I shoot the for compound, and then I shoot the uh, inch-and-a-half crossbow heads, for the, which they just redid this year uh, for crossbow. And um, I've really had a great opportunity, great, great experiences with Grim Reaper. Um, and uh, like I say, I've yet to lose an eye crossbow my fingers and knock on wood uh anything that i have hit within the vitals even if it was a marginal shot i've recovered with grim reaper and i've killed dozens of animals guys 
um, with, uh, you know, time and time again, they've worked for me. So I'm not saying any broadhead's perfect. I mean, but you can make angle shots with Grim Reapers. You can do a lot of things you can't with some other broadheads. But, um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to your other ones that are out there, your muzzies and Spitfires and all that stuff. I'm just telling you what works well for me. Uh, on arrow side and bolts uh, for crossbow and compound bow, I uh, respectively, I am a fan of Gold Tip. I know a lot of you guys like Black Eagle and Easton, all those other brands. That's great. Uh, Gold Tip is uh, is just the brand that I use, and I use the Ballistic 425 for um, for crossbow, and then the uh, the old uh, Pro Hunter for compound bow, and that's just kind of what my mileage varies on that. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just your mileage may vary on whatever brand you prefer, but I'm just telling you what I like to shoot. And that's been kind of a tried and true proven thing for me. I also use the, the gold tip pro hunter arrows for my, um, 3d archery. And, uh, I do that because it's kind of a good, um, a good mix of a, of a, of a arrow to, uh, to shoot. They're tough as nails, man. They're just uh, really great great opportunity to get out there and i just got some new arrows cut the other day from double g archery which is here in central texas double g is uh out off 29 and uh uh state highway 130 uh toll road 130 and highway 29 and they've just got some great opportunities to uh connect with new bows and broadheads and and um uh you know bow hunting accessory arrows all that stuff so uh double g archery out there they're not sponsoring the show but i'm at least plugging them that's one of the places i go next to archery country in austin uh to get my bow worked on or to get uh some range time or uh, i even have my little backyard range if you've seen in my youtube videos i do my own little backyard range here and have a lot of fun so those are the mechanics of what i do for bow hunting okay um bow hunting obviously is a challenging sport for whitetail it's even more of a challenge in a lot of cases for axes because they they've seen it all and they see, they see they're very educated animals and i'm not saying that an axe is smarter than a whitetail in some cases you could say that they are it just depends on their experience and if they've ever seen a fence and those kind of things how wild they are how tame they are that kind of stuff that all matters same deal with audad um, but there's just there's some great opportunities, guys, to get out there and, and, and just hunt some things here in the off season that we are in right now. Turkey season's right around the corner, right at the end of this month that this podcast is airing. Turkey season starts, and I've got a great, I've got a sweetheart of the turkey spot this year. I'm really excited about that. But, um, you know, it, this is just a great opportunity to get outdoors and do some off season hunting. There is no season for axis there is no season for audad there is no season for any of the texas exotics buffalo elk all right um you know and bison is what i mean buffalo and the, the april article i have is called buffalo no not a bison not even tasty like a bison but they get huge so that's my buffalo fish for the bow fishing articles so stay tuned for texas fishing game magazine fishgame.com um that is coming out in the april issue and that's going to be a fun article to read i promise you it's going to be packed full of good information all right the other thing is that um you know you shouldn't pay too much shop around get a good deal talk to an outfitter about what the hunt is expected of you if you're going out to west texas audad hunting free range you better be in good shape if not you better be hitting the gym like i do uh, to try to uh, to get in the optimal health and optimal shape to take something like that on. That is the hardest hunt I think you'll find in Texas. Now, you can also hunt access free range, all right? There's plenty of places that have them. Now, for those of you guys that are outside of Texas and don't understand this, um, another thing to consider is the fact that Axis basically have a 
um, you know, a, a, a home range, you know, they basically think they're more of a herder animal. So they're more, they act more like an elk than they do a whitetail. All right. So that's just something to know about them. And then odd ed running big groups or they can run in small groups and they typically prefer to run in bigger groups. But, um, the main thing I wanted to bring home here is that you can't just show up in Texas and start hunting them all over the place because we have 98% or so private land here all right and they're not making any more land as the old real estate saying goes so you're going to have to find an outfitter or a guide or a ranch or a hunting place you know that has these animals on there to find them unless you're hunting public land and i've had my buddies trevor bryan and uh, jeremy beeston on talking about public land hunts special draws they've got a cast blast grill chill podcast fantastic podcast about public land hunting and just doing it their way it's a big storytelling podcast they tell all kinds of stories about the good, bad, and the ugly of public land hunting. I highly recommend that. But there's special draws that they do for all these different uh, hunts in New Mexico and Texas and, and elsewhere. Uh, in New Mexico, they have Audad and Oryx and that kind of stuff. And, um, and then here they have, um, they've got a wide variety of different things. Uh, as well so but and one of the easiest things you can do though like i said guys is hire an outfitter or a guide or, or go to a hunting ranch and just have a good time out there man just have a blast uh, have a ball hunting these things they're a hard animal to hunt especially with crossbow or compound bow equipment they're not going to be an easy animal to take but that's the whole reason why a lot of us hunt we love the challenge right i thrive on challenge guys i live for challenge and i do that because i believe that we grow stronger in our ability because of our challenges, all right? It's kind of like the old saying, and I'm not going to get too inspirational on here, but why why you should not help a butterfly get out of the cocoon because it needs to get the blood moving to its wings as it struggles to get out of the cocoon. If you help it, it's not going to be able to fly away. It might die. Um, the, that's the thing about hunting that is a challenge. And I'm not saying you should challenge yourself to go out on a, on a big expedition that's 14 days long and, and, uh, kind of like a desert bighorn or anything like that. But I mean, if you're up for the challenge, these animals will give you a heck of a challenge. I mean, these guys will give you a good, a good grind to get out there and hustle and, uh, basically, you know, when the, when the animal is the prize, you know, and, and take that shot or, or, uh, release that trigger, release that arrow, release that bullet. I'm sorry. It's getting light uh release that bullet or release that arrow or whatever the case may be from your gun or your bow and uh and take home some great meat so here's the other thing i was going to tell you guys about axis is so tasty you don't have to worry about jerky tasting gamey you don't have to worry about your chicken fried backstrap tasting uh wild at all uh, it's very tame meat as far as uh not, not gamey tasting and that kind of stuff it's very very mild meat in that regard uh, it, it will, you know, some jokes go around, you know, and I said this on, uh, the cast blast grill chill podcast, you know, some, some people will say it'll make you throw all your whitetail away, but I love me some whitetail deer. I strive to kill a couple of them every year just so we can put them in the freezer and eat them. My wife and I have got steak down to a science. We do New York strips for beef and then we do backstrap medallions for deer. And uh, I'm going to get me an axis dough here pretty soon. And uh, we'll be doing some backstrap medallions with that. But uh, just a fantastic table fair, guys. And now, Audad, I've not tried myself. All right. I plan to probably kill you this year. Chester Moore and I are going to go look at booking a hunt together somewhere uh, in a few weeks and uh, see if we can't get something together. Maybe a, a hog and a. 
Audad or maybe me get an Access Doe and an Audad U or something like that. Um, but anyway, the, they're relatively inexpensive hunts, especially if you're looking for a doe or a U. Um, you know, if you're looking for some meat for the freezer in the off season, if you did not kill a fantastic, you know, um, uh, whitetail, you know, and a lot of them this year at the lease or at your uh, at your hunting excursion or uh, you know your family ranch or wherever you're hunting. Um, there's some great opportunities here to, uh, to plug in and get some meat for the freezer and a great outdoor memory, a great hunt, a great, um, you know, fantastic memory, uh, fantastic meat yield and Audad tastes a lot different than, uh, not really a lot different, but a lot tamer than your regular sheep since they're, um, they're from a different part of the world. Uh, they don't taste just like your, your garden variety, uh, move. Um, I, I guess I could say mouflon. I've got a picture of mouflon. I'm looking at right now. Mouflon or, uh, Texas dollar, black Hawaiian, Corsican, Barbado, whatever the case may be a common sheep. Uh, those now I typically say this when it comes to meat axes, you can eat the whole thing. You chicken fry the whole thing. All right. Audad, if you're not a fan of, of mutton at all, which is what sheep meat is, um, Audad's a little bit better from what I understand. Thompson Temple said this years ago that he likes the taste of Audad. Um, you know, you can always get an Audad made into sausage if you don't like the taste of sheep. Um, you can always get the, the uh, we had one dude the other day came in to, uh, to the hunting ranch um, processing a taxidermy store that I work with too. I do their marketing and uh, he wanted his entire Ram, like Texas doll Ram made in a beef jerky, not beef jerky, jerky. All right. He just wants the whole thing made in a jerky. And I tasted a piece of the jerky that was made off of another Ram that we had before. I tried to make jerky myself off of a Ram one time and it, I still remember the taste. Okay. Uh, it was wild. It was gamey. It had, you know, greasy too. It was oily and everything. I tried a piece of this jerky, which they tried it. They, they did another animal, another Ram that they had shot at the ranch and basically did a, uh, the whole thing in the jerky just to kind of see how it would taste. And it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. If it's seasoned right, if it's smoked right, if it's treated right and everything, it can taste good. But, uh, Audad can make good, um, good sausage for breakfast, sausage, pan sausage, link sausage, anything like that. You can hardly even tell that it's, um, that it's, uh, that it's Audad, you know, or that it's, uh, that it's sheep. So I, I speak from what I've heard and I speak from experience when it comes to the common sheep such as the Barbado, the Texas doll, the Mouflon, the um, Corsican, the, you know, any of those, the Black Hawaiian, uh, any of those sheep, which have more of a gamey wild taste to them, uh, can, can be made into sausage, delicious sausage. Uh, you won't even taste the mutton or any kind of sheep flavor at all if they're seasoned right. Uh, breakfast sausage, link sausage, pan sausage, whatever you want to do. Um, any kind of sausage like that ground up with the, with the spices and everything and the cure and everything will not have much of a sheep taste. I can guarantee you that. Uh, and then Audad I hear is even more mild than that. So you may be able to take some more liberties with that meat and uh, not worry so much about that being a big deal, uh, to your, um, to your, you know, to your palate. Um, and, um, you know, and, and that's a nice thing here. Like I say, uh, average Audad you, you know, 350 bucks average, um, you know, Axis Doe, we're looking at $450, $400, something like that. Um, you know, generally inexpensive to hunt in the offseason. Great way to fill up your freezer. Great challenging hunt to have. Um, and uh, it just, just a really, really fun time to get out in the outdoors and share 
the good news of the Texas Outdoor Nation and beyond, and uh, just just so much. This is God's creation, you know. Uh, sure, you know, God did not put axes in Texas. Man did, all right. Sure, God did not put Audad in Texas, but they they have adapted real well to our climate they've adapted real well to our circumstances and everything that we have for food and everything that wild eat and i wrote about in an article that i did for um norm ammunition uh this is in one of the the exotic articles that i wrote about called the tex african safari and that was a program we did back in november i think it was i think it was in november december uh for norm ammunition and basically i just made the point of this i basically said look if you have a situation of somebody complaining that an axis, because I get this all the time, that axes are going to displace whitetail and they're bad for the whitetail population and they push their invasive species and they push out. I've even heard of people shooting axes and letting them lay, which I think is a cardinal sin uh, because they, they're so tired of seeing them because they're displacing whitetail. They reproduce faster. They reproduce um, you know, more uh, than a, than a whitetail does. And, and here's the thing I, I said in that article that I wrote, I was like, look, the thing is you don't, you know, complain about an axis. You can complain about a feral hog all day. Cause they do a lot more destruction than an axis would, but, um, and, uh, by and large, but basically, you know, you don't complain about how tasty an axis meat is or how beautiful a black book mount is, you know, or how, how, how stoic, uh, an odd set of horns is on, on a Euro plaque on your, on your wall. Um, you know, they're exotics, but they're tasty exotics. Okay. They're exotics, but they're, um, they're beneficial exotics to fill up your freezer and to have another trophy on your wall. I mean, I don't see them going anywhere. I think they're here to stay. I think all the exotics we have in Texas, that's one thing that makes Texas such a heritage of a state. I know some of you guys listening to this don't like high fences. I know some of you guys listening to this only want low fence hunting and don't want, but the thing is something's got to keep these exotics in to that without high fences, we wouldn't have the exotic population. We do now people, they'd be running rampant all over the place and it would just be crazy with that so i just invite you to think about that that not necessarily to be opposed to high fences but just to be open-minded if you're against them and uh because without them we wouldn't have the exotic population we do in texas and this is the best state for hunting out of any of them that i know of and i'm not saying that in your state if you listen to this in vermont which i know we have some folks that listen to you know this in connecticut or um or uh, or else i'm trying to remember what i think west virginia was one of the places that that we get a lot of downloads from but uh, I don't want you to think that we don't care. It's just that we have such native and a rich landscape of exotics that it's it's so much more beneficial the fact that we have all this hunting opportunity all right and that's really what it is an opportunity it's not necessarily a lockdown you know only the elite can come hunt and that's the reason why i brought this up on this show and chester gave me this idea chester moore editor-in-chief who's been on the show many times uh gave me the idea to do this show on access and audad because they're the toughest animals to hunt with a crossbow or a bow and, um, you know, the reason why he gave me this, this for me to do is because it's something that's here to stay. And it's something that is, um, you know, very controversial in some cases, but very, um, you know, very much part of the Texas outdoor nation because we have such an ample supply of them to hunt here. You're never going to run these out of population. Most likely the way they reproduce, you won't. 
Um, but it's a challenge. It's a great outdoor memory to share with your family. It's a great off-season hunting opportunity if you're not shooting 3D clubs like Hill Country Bow Hunters and the fun shoot coming up. If you're not shooting um, other situations at uh, at uh, you know w- whatever the case may be. I mean, if you're if you're not hunting deer, if you're not hunting hogs, if you're not hunting turkey. Go hunt you an odd ad or an axis, you know? I mean, there's just a lot of different opportunity here to uh, to be able to do something like this. And uh, I just, I honor the opportunity that we have in Texas to hunt. I kind of got on my soapbox a little bit today with other ranches and what other ranches are doing, the ones that I don't work with. But I can tell you the ranches that I do work with are high quality that, um, you know, if you come to me for a recommendation, I'm not going to steer you wrong. I'm going to make sure you have a good opportunity and a good, a good uh, situation, you know, or as best situation as I can control um out there and i'm just saying you know in summary here to just ask lots of good questions and make good choices when it comes to the places you go hunt because there's a lot of good outfitters out there there's a lot of people that want to take care of you and want to care about your hunting success there are a lot of them that just want to take your money all right there's more of them that want to take care of you and and love you love on you than people that want to take your money all right so it's not all you know it's not like shysterville where you got to watch over you know everybody that's going to be a shyster but um it's basically just a a fact of of the matter that you want to just make sure you ask a lot of good questions like i say i'll have the podcast uh that i did for on the subject of uh outfitters and guides and questions to ask um you know in the in the show notes and then i'll also uh, put the 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 link to the article so you can read that but there's just just some things for you to think about that's all um some good considerations to make so back to the end of the show here we are um gonna give you a couple of summary points here audad and axis lots of places you can go around texas uh, west texas east texas obviously central texas there's a lot because i deal with them a lot here south texas there's a lot of high fence ranches that have exotics west texas east texas somewhat but it just depends on where you go in east texas and north texas just an ample variety of places to go uh even up in oklahoma there's a lot of high fence ranches that are getting started up there i've helped um i've helped at least uh, consult with some of them as far as stocking goes uh, i've got a guy that contacted me in nebraska heck of a guy uh, they do big horn sheep hunts up there believe it or not in the snow and uh and they're trying to start a, a free-ranging pop or a high fence population of uh of Saika up there and uh one the one of the three ranches that have high fences that has stock exotics in nebraska it's kind of cool so anyway, a lot of opportunities all over Texas, all over the nation for uh, for exotics. And like uh, Ted Nugent says all the time, you can't do this stuff in France. So um, enjoy, and I, I just invite you to relish and really appreciate the opportunities, the freedoms that we have for our guns here, for our um, you know, for our exotics, for all the different animals that we have here, for all the different opportunities that we have here to hunt year round for all kinds of meat. Uh, yielding things okay um and just just a great opportunity and i've never done a solo podcast for this long i had a lot on my mind today guys so i want to thank you guys for tuning in and if you've made it this far you're the best man i appreciate you guys listening and whatever you're doing if you're at the gym or walking the dog or um stopping and starting this thing over and over again i'm sorry i went a little bit longer i've just had a lot on my mind it's past midnight here when i'm recording this but by goodness i had a lot on my mind and i just i love this subject i love to talk compound and crossbows recurve bows whatever you like to shoot long bows self bows 
Uh, I'd love to talk about um, AccuSharp and, 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 and the knife sharpeners and the gear that I use. I'd love to talk about uh, Axis and Audad and, and other game that you can hunt year-round. And like I say, I deal on this stuff every day. I'm always doing a deal of some kind with some kind of exotic somewhere in Texas. Um, Chester Moore gets a tick, uh, kick out of it. He always says, how many spotted belly oxes have you sold lately, Dustin? So he's always having fun with me there. Um, I just love this stuff, guys. I love doing this. I love bringing this show to you. If you've not done so already, I talked about this at the beginning of the show, but I can't even remember what I talked about in the beginning and the end here. Um, please subscribe to our newsletters. They are free. Uh, they come to you every three days a week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, you have the Texas State of the Outdoor Nation on Thursday, the Wildlife Wednesday on Wednesday, and then the Thursday or the Tuesday Texas uh, Tactical and Practical Texas Fishing Game Newsletter. And you can subscribe to those at fishgame.com. Check out our blog. You, you can check me out. I'm one of the contributors there. Just go to contributors and then one of the, the tabs for the blog, and you'll see my name, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, there. Click on that. And you can see all the podcasts that I do, as well as all of the awesome uh, articles that are on there as well from me and other authors. So I'm not saying I'm an awesome author, but I've got a lot of different, um, a lot of different subjects that I covered there. A lot of gear reviews I've been doing lately. I, I'm going to call my YouTube channel the, the Knife and Flashlight Review Channel, I think, because that's how I do a lot of reviews of that kind of stuff. Um, right now I've got a mini shovel that I'm reviewing. Yay. That'll be cool. Uh, so check out my YouTube channel. If you want to check out all things, Dustin and everything that I've got going on as far as articles I've written, um, podcasts that I've done, that kind of stuff. Check me out at dustinsprojects.com. Check out, check out Texas fishing game at fishgame.com. And don't forget to subscribe to subscribe to those newsletters. You'll get a new podcast every Thursday, every other Thursday rather, but every Thursday you'll have the podcast from the last week in there. Uh, if it's not a, a new one, uh, you'll get the uh, the previous one, so you can check those out. And these shows are around 35 minutes to an hour, maybe a little bit longer tonight. Um, but basically, that's just the way I like to roll, and there's just a lot of opportunities I have there. So, not done so already, just a reminder to check out the Hill Country Bowhunters 3D Archery shoot. The 3D Archery season is here again, and they've got the fun shoot March 23rd and 24th. Walk-up registration, 8 to 1, and that is in Liberty Hill, Texas, here in Central Texas, just north of where i live so thank you guys so much for watching reading and listening have an awesome day in the outdoors we'll see you next time